the book of Proverbs 8, 12 through 21. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring riches and righteousness. I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice, that I may cause those who love me to inherit the wealth, that I may fill their treasuries. And so the first thing I want to pay attention to is that this is the book of Proverbs. What are Proverbs? Because the entire book of Proverbs consists of Proverbs. These are allegories. These are small uh, statements, allegories that explain something. God wants to instruct us, correct us in some way. When God uh, corrected David, he would in the form of using these Proverbs because a person may not see what's going on with himself, but he will be able to see it in a different in, in a different way when someone else maybe explains it to him. And so often what we will do is hide in our own little shell like a snail would, but the proverb illustrates for us our state, our, our actions, our, our behavior, ourselves, and we open ourselves up and we receive that and we do so like David because David had said to the prophet that I need to die after he saw his actual state and so the Lord wanted to show us something in this allegory when he says I am wisdom wisdom is not just the word of God Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit but the word that is anointed by the Holy Spirit uh, which the Lord has given <clears throat> to his messengers. And so this is the individual Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit together, united, and we can receive it only in the format of the preached word. In this proverb, it says, I am wisdom, and I dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. And so he dwells, w dwells with knowledge and also the one that finds discretion, it's very important that we seek knowledge because the scriptures say, show within your within your faith virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, and it f all finishes with love, but it begins with virtue and we see this wisdom in this virtue and then after that comes knowledge. And so wisdom Tells, me, tells us what good is and our knowledge is not just knowing what good and bad is but our ability to refuse the evil and then choose the good and the scriptures say those who seek me diligently will find me and so who seeks wisdom and who does not seek wisdom wisdom is sought by the one who loves the truth the one that does not seek wisdom is the one that hates it. The scriptures say that these are perishing people. They perish because they have not received the love of truth for their salvation. And so the Lord will not be able to, not will, will not give them the ability to find him. And so people who do not love the truth 
don't love the truth in the format of wisdom that is the preached word from God's messenger the Lord says he will send upon them the spirit of of error they will believe deception or they will replace or switch out the secondary for the primary and say they will search healing prosperity they will not be attracted will not be searching for the healer the anointer and the Holy Spirit and the one that blesses as well the second phrase that we'll pay more close attention to is that this wisdom says I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice that I may cause those who have who love me to inherit wealth that I may fill their treasures one of the fundamental ways of righteousness <clears throat> is the commandment requiring us to honor God with our tithes and our offerings which in the architecture of our relationship with God is the foundation here we see our relationship with God as an architectural structure and so it's interesting to see the structure of each one of us individually and this is our relationship with God and whether the architecture we have has a foundation and do we honor God with our tithes and offerings if a person does not honor God with tithes and offerings he does not have a strong foundation first because of this commandment to honor God with our tithes and our offerings a person is able to demonstrate his love to God and he can acknowledge God's authority over himself and secondly because a person fulfills or follows this commandment his treasury can be filled filled with God's goodness filled with God's blessings because there is success that the devil gives as well why do people sell their soul to the devil to be successful so when the Lord gives his blessings he doesn't give it in the format of success only he gives it in the format of blessing that first blesses the spirit then the soul and then he says I want your body this uh, to also be as successful as your spirit and your soul are but if they are not successful then then finances that the Lord may give to us will not actually benefit us and we will not be of any use to him the Lord gives to us exactly uh, proportionately to our spirit or the state of our spirit and our soul and so not to tempor temporarily just be used by God and, and tossed out uh, people who think all of the anointing and glory and all the applause that they were getting was sufficient in our service we don't applaud or worship people we worship only Jesus Christ and our worship worshiping Jesus Christ uh, is demonstrated in honoring God's order and In the book of Luke 6.38, it is written, Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Measure in this situation is not the amount of money, but rather the state of the human heart where, when he is giving this money. We ask the question, how do we receive blessing from God? measure is again the state of our heart the kind of state of our heart we will have is the 
measure of what he wants to give to us or the amount the might of the widow which was her one day ration of food turned out to be heavier upon the skills of God's justice than the large amounts given by the rich from their plenty this of course does not mean their giving was insignificant it's just that in the given situation God was weighing not the amount of money they were giving but rather the state of their hearts the state of the hearts of the people that were the wealthy that were giving and also the state of the widow um, and the state of the heart of the widow turned out to be better than the state of the heart of the wealthy that were giving as David also being the wealthiest person in Israel and upon planet Earth at that time together with Solomon however in the state of his heart he was the poorest person here it's talking about the fact that the proper state of our heart the proper state of our heart opens up God's potential and allows him to bless us as the widow and so David being uh, a very wealthy man also needed to have the state of a widow within his heart he needed to have this uh, poverty and what did what did Jesus say about the widow she in her poverty gave her entire ration of food for the day and David also spoke of himself that I in the poverty of my spirit he showed the Lord Lord I am wealthier than everyone on earth but you will not accept anything from me until I demonstrate this poverty of, of spirit and he said in my poverty I prepared for the house of the Lord a hundred thousand talents of, of gold and millions of talents of silver and bronze and other metals and he told Solomon also add more to this a hundred thousand talents of gold and millions of talents of silver one talents is 30 kilograms of, of precious metal he prepared millions and he prepared all of this and he said this was not yet enough that Solomon would to, would to add more to this wealth for the temple and so our pastor teaches us the importance of the state of our heart and having the state of poverty let's not confuse uh, poverty uh, the state of poverty in Christ and uh, over and maybe uh, maybe a caution or trying to keep more uh, to for yourself trying to withhold it keep it to yourself there's a difference between the two and so poverty in the spirit is is acceptable before God greed does not is not honored by God and uh, thievery isn't either right now we're going to honor God with our tithes and offerings and we will rejoice that we don't have this thievery in our church we need to remember that our relationship with God needs to be within the right atmosphere and so this poverty of Christ needs to be present if we don't have anything but possess all things um, this is someone who has this poverty of Christ let us stand and thank God that we have this great privilege to be upon this place and to honor God bringing to him our tithes and our offerings
I will happily repeat after Pastor Arkady that every time when the nation of Israel honored God with their tithes and their offerings, either in the tabernacle of Moses or in the temple of Solomon, they were required as a command from Moses, which he received from God as a revelation, to stretch out their hands over their tithes and proclaim a great proclamation, which they continued to do and were faithful to for thousands of years. We're the same Israel. We're connected to the same roots. We're nourished by the same olive tree. We will do the same thing. Please stretch out your hand over your tithes as a symbol and pray together with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I have separated my tithes from my house and have brought, brought, brought it into your temples that you may have food within your house. I do not give in sorrow. I do not give in impurity. I do not give for the dead. I deeply believe in your unchanging word. And I am glad that I have the privilege to demonstrate my love and to acknowledge your authority. And now in accordance to your words, I pray right now, may your heavenly windows be open to me and may your blessing come without end upon your redeemed nation in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. May you be blessed. Please be seated. <laughs> 